Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tallon. This is the Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you for listening. Welcome. I hope you're well on this rainy Manchester day. The weather on this show is Restless Minds. Yep, we've got Lizzie and Catherine who form the wonderful Ward Thomas coming up for a special for International Women's Day 2019. So what a joy to get to talk to these two twins. Country Music UK duo... Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> they're really good. I'm fresh off the high of seeing them play last night at Manchester's Albert Hall. Uh, and what a show. I'm I'm not... I'm a novice. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a music novice, usually. But what I'm about is creativity. And um, my wife, Laura, is a massive Ward Thomas fan. And so I've been very aware of their music for a while. And the opportunity came up to talk to the girls behind the, the, the magic. So... That's what's happening. I thought, okay, brilliant. This is bizarrely enough for this show. This is um, the second consecutive guest who's had a UK number one following off Sean Ryder. So that's exciting. <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't in the pipeline. This thing started out with illustrators and designers, and that's still a big part of what I do. But I guess as, as things have rumbled on, it's become more just about what it says on the tin, creative innovation, creativity, and stories to that end. So... I was uh, lucky enough to get some time with the ladies ahead of their fantastic show. And we're going to get into that deeper shortly. But first, I've got to say a little thank you for my fantastic sponsors who keep this show free every other week. Illustrationweb.com, fantastic illustration animation agency representing a lot of talented people worldwide from fashion illustrators to lettering specialists to... Um, mural artists it goes on they're all on there go and check out the fantastic portfolios at illustrationweb.com and the news section and all the great stuff they're doing for the industry heartinternet.co.uk my tech and digital sponsor they give us a tip every episode uh, from a fantastic company who provide SEO advice social media advice uh, domain names hosting all the good stuff you need to be represented on the internet for your business today in 2019 um, and the tip for this episode we'll look no further than Restless Minds this wonderful third album from Ward Thomas um, just to go off the band's website it says Ward Thomas didn't have to come up with a theme for their third album as 24 year old females who have fought their own way to success and as sharp eyed songwriters who have looked on outwards for inspiration they tapped into the zeitgeist without even trying Restless Minds the follow up to 2016's chart topping cartwheels finds the Hampshire sisters on scorching form observational and opinionated it documents their coming of age in an era of anxiety and the impact of social media on a generation for which the truth has become a tenuous term um, so there you have it there's more info over at wardthomasmusic.com and on the album of course but I thought it was extremely relevant because there's a real warmth to the way these guys present themselves on social media that marries up with them when you talk to them in person. So, like I said, I was happy, you know, I was lucky enough to spend some time with them yesterday afternoon, and they just came across as completely genuine, lovely people, very happy to have the chance to express themselves with their creativity. And looking at the way they present themselves on social, it's not fake, it's not ridiculous selfies every two minutes, it's very much about their journey on the road as a band and... I can get on board with that because we all have to present ourselves. We all have to market ourselves on social these days. And I think people do like to see the people behind the artwork, depending on how you know how much mystique you want to use, how much reality you want to go with. But these guys have got it down to a T, so that is the tip. Go and take a look at Walt Thomas's social um, and how that marries up with the interview you're about to hear and the warmth that comes across from that. Uh, heartinternet.co.uk Whew, That was a long one. Foilco.co.uk 
top guys come on board recently helping designers get that lovely shiny stuff on the products that they need for the brands that makes it look stunning. So they've been servicing the graphics industry for over 30 years, offering the largest range of hot stamping files in all sectors. So go and investigate, go and have a look. It really is an easier process than you know. Uh, it's on your book jackets, it's on your booze, it's on magazine mastheads. It always helps to make something pop. And these are the guys that can make it happen for you. So go and check them out. Uh, last but very not least, the Association of Illustrators, the AOI.com. Uh, reminder, the Northern Prize for Illustration is now open, free to enter. Lovely cash prizes going on there, themed around the Hartlepool monkey. <laughs> so go and have a look. Go and check those guys out too, the AOI.com. So that's the business out of the way. Thank you for staying on board. Go and support them. They help the show. They keep it free. Well, Thomas, well, this was an experience. Um, Catherine and Lizzie. So, twins, we sat down, 24 years old, third album. Deal with that for a second. I'll just let you process that. <laughs> so, they've been doing this since, you know, 17, writing since 6th of one. We're going to get into this. They're from a creative family, which they're going to explain the benefits of that. Um, we're going to get deep into the themes of Restless Minds, their wonderful third album. Um, and the, the fine line between self-obsession and um, self-love, you know? They talk about that there's too much self-love out there these days. That it has to be about people looking outwards and how they see the world, not consistently looking inwards to the point where you switch off to all else and actually become a very autonomous, very uh, vanity-driven person. So it's fascinating, and it's great to hear that from someone on the front line. And like I said, it's International Women's Day, so it was a real pleasure to talk with someone who are up there on that stage, front and centre, setting examples and breaking trends. So UK country music, there's this long-standing misconception, the belief that it's it's secondary to the US. Uh, and in terms of popularity, it probably is. But in terms of quality, these people, Catherine and Lizzie absolutely kill it with their songwriting skills, their performance, the, the, the love in that in Manchester Albert Hall the other night was something special. And it was such a wondrous gig. So... We're going to get into that. How how did they not get dissuaded by that? How did they take the right amount of influence from like the Nashville scene and, and the, the classic American country scene? It's a fascinating story, and it's all about going against the grain. So we're going to get deep into it. We're going to talk about feminism and what it means um, to, to be in their position and why feminism ultimately is simply a quality and why it's uh, misconstrued. So it's a, it's a deep one. It's a good one. I want your feedback. Please get that over at Arrest or Mimics on the social media. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, get us where you want. Get direct. Hello at bentallon.com if you like. Uh, this show's going good. I'm excited about the range, and I want to hear what you guys think of it, who you want to suggest as a guest. Uh, I was might be doing another live one coming up soon. Today, we've only done the one live show with Brian Grimwood, uh, legendary illustrator with the AOI, but there's talks about another live one coming up, so I will keep you posted on that. If you get a chance, please do drop a little review on the iTunes. It really does help. Um, some of the regulars have done it. Some people outside of the regular listenership that I'm aware of have done that, so thank you if you've already done it. Please go and spare just a couple of minutes to make that happen. If you're a fan of what I'm trying to do here by championing creativity and getting as much exposure for these interesting people and talented uh, groups of people as possible so thanks if you've done it cheers please for those in advance if you are going to do it but i've banged on long enough so let's get to it lizzie and Catherine ward thomas wonderful uk country music duo 
you find us at Manchester's Albert Hall shortly before their gig there. Do go and check them out, and if you get the chance, please do go and see them live. It's an absolutely raucous, wonderful show. So how's the top in? Um, it's been so much fun. It's yeah. been really it's been good. Really good. It's gone so quickly. Yeah, it's really gone fast, and the set goes quicker and quicker every night. It's odd um, because we did so much prep. It's like for the last couple of tours that we've done, we've always had a slight apprehension, or every day we've probably had a bit of homework to make sure we do. But because we're so prepped for this one, we kind of like we can kind of fully relax until we hit the stage because yeah. we know what we're doing. I know, it's amazing. Nice, and have you been to Manchester before? Yeah, we've been to Manchester a lot as well. We've done a lot of promo up here as well. I feel like we've been here five or six times in the last month. Yeah, literally. Nice, that's cool. Brilliant. Well, so what are you on the third album? Yes, third album. I know, it's crazy. Is that Friday Mind a little bit? Yeah. It does Friday Mind a little bit. Yeah, literally, especially when we're doing a lot of the signing the CDs, we're like, oh my gosh, we've done a lot of music. So yeah, it's really cool. That's brilliant. So what about what about roots? I'm always I always start these things. I'm always fascinated about people's childhoods and you're from a creative family. Like were you did you, were you weird kids? Yeah, <laughs> probably both. But um, a very creative family. Yeah, um, and we were always country girls, so we had very much an outdoorsy upbringing. Um, and we grew up on a farm, but it wasn't like a livestock farm. But we grew up surrounded by animals. Our parents were very musical. Yeah. They were in a band together, and um, so we were brought up a lot um, around like the 70s, 60s, 70s classic classics, you know, like Fleetwood Mac and the yeah. Beatles, the Kings. We were brought up all around that kind of music, and um, our whole family. Our brother's an actor, and he's a, um, he writes plays and films as well. So we're all very crea- in the creative industry. Um, and our mum's an artist. Like we, no, none of us went to university. No, <laughs> no. So, um, so am I right in thinking you didn't start writing until six form? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so I'm just I'm interested in that interim then. So where, what, when, what were you doing well, in between that time? Where you were? We did you draw? We did you do a lot of? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were both like I loved art at school, and so and Lizzie was always into music. Sort of, we were both yeah. into it, but Lizzie was much. You were so sort of I started doing it. the private. We had private songwriting lessons at our school. I started yeah. doing them when we came to, when we went to the school, and then I loved them so much that Catherine came and joined me in the lessons, and we started writing Working songs together. together. We just found that we wrote better songs together. Yeah. I think it's also um, a mindset as well. Like it's very easy to grow up singing. But to sit down and write a song, I think, takes a huge amount of confidence that we both probably well, lacked until we were at 16, 17 years old. Yeah, and I think... You can actually we, write a song. Yeah, when we, when we went and wrote the songs, it yeah. kind of opened this door to us, being like this possibility of, wow, we love this so much, and we could really actually do this as a career. And that was, it, that was a turning point. I think we, all, we both kind of realised, oh, and then the next thing we knew, like, our singing teacher was a session singer in Nashville for a couple of years, and she... Um, she was excited by one of the songs that we'd written called Footnotes, and we went out to Nashville, which literally when we were 17 years old. Wow. And we were like, we did, we did not know what hit, hit us. It was like, oh my gosh, we're in the States for the first time, and Nashville's the first time. Mm. Our first experience, which was pretty yeah. amazing. Did, did the belief in the songwriting come from the, the, the love of it, the passion? Because as an artist myself, I find that when I commit to something and when, when you get that adrenaline, 
it, it, I don't know what it is, but opportunities seem to manifest. It's like, I don't know whether it's because you're looking out for them more, but I think when you commit to that and you do throw yourself into it, that I, I, these uncanny connections happen. Yeah, yeah, I think your perspective changes on a lot of things. I think um, definitely when you're immersed in it, opportunities happen mainly because you're immersed in it. But probably, like you said, you see things in, as a more, more opportunist yeah. in that headspace. So you're very much more willing to try things that you might, if you were in a more measured headspace, you'd be like, well, no, I'm not sure about that. Whereas when you're very much riding the wave, you're like, yeah, let's do that, let's yeah. do that, let's do that. And, and then, yeah, and then it's good to like come back when you've been in that zone. It's good to be come back to that from a fresh perspective you yeah. know, afterwards to see like how it translates. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent and I guess you would go without saying that you, your family was supportive given that it's a great family yes, yeah very supportive very our parents still come to any gig they can um, and our brother's amazing he's always like got his video camera helping us and yeah. um, and he's an actor so he's also very creative so yeah none of us have got real jobs <laughs> <laughs> none of us went on and well, got real jobs that can't be a bad thing no, yeah, I think we're yeah. lucky. It's very, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. Yeah. Being given those opportunities. And I think that is a lot. Our parents encouraged that and yeah. encouraged us not to always go towards the norm and get a normal job. Like always go for what you know we love and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, you learn from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's power and failure. Yeah, hundred percent. And isn't it a great compass? I did it. I was part of a talk on rejection last week and. Fascinating, the all the angles people came up with from it. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah. they all pointed towards that this was their way of finding out where they needed to go. There's an yes. amazing speech that J.K. Rowling makes to Harvard University about failure. Oh, wow. yeah. And the first thing she says is, "I'm talking about failure to a bunch of Harvard grads. Like this isn't a, like a normal feeling that you guys have probably become accustomed to. Because if you've graduated from Harvard, you probably haven't failed that much in life yet." <laughs> but, it's the most important, like, character-building thing that anyone can go Life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing speech. I would highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned, you know, going to Nashville and, and loving um, country music. Was how soon did you did you trust your own experiences as opposed to the perhaps the risk of being over influenced by such a strong scene in the, in the American countryside? I think from that young age we were very influenced by such a strong yeah. scene. You know, we were kind of these doughy-eyed doe girls. <laughs> yeah, um, very naive, very like, like open. We tried to be open-minded. Yeah, we? I think also we were, we were kind of like put into this room with these amazing, highest quality musicians that we were like completely just... It was yeah. so surreal, and it's yeah. and we're still really good friends with all of them now. Yeah. And um, it's really fun for them to see like where we've come from then, you know, from 16 to 24 now. So it's also, I think, a really good learning curve starting out young and being open-minded, but picking your battles because mm. I think that it's very hard to be taken seriously as a young musician. We were like 17, and we were very much polite, smiley always wanting to sort of please everyone else around us, which I think is a very easy thing for a lot of people to fall yeah. into. They want people to be liked. People could see, like, probably think that we were quite naive yeah, at times. Yeah, but we probably were, because yeah. we were so desperate to be liked that we weren't willing to be like, oh, do you know what, this is the vision that we want to take it, and blah, blah, blah. But we've grown so much as artists because of that experience, I think. And I think the experience, we lived in Nashville for a bit, and I think we learned so much, and we were influenced so much by the music over there, and yeah. people over there, more recently, we've written over there with some incredible people. I think we wouldn't be here without our experience in Nashville. It was, mm. it's so, it was so important to us. It's like another home for us yeah. out there. Um, but yeah, we love it. 
And is that classic tendency, isn't there, as well, to overlook what's right there in you, either inside you or in your own backyard? You yeah. talked about growing up in a farm and your own upbringing. Now, did you ever, was there ever a time when you looked away from that and kind of thought, not embarrassed, but, but almost felt like you should be writing about something that more people would like get? Cool. Which is a classic trap, obviously, for creativity because it's all ready in there. The best yeah, stuff. yeah. I think, I think what we've really tried to consciously do is write very much about things that are universal. Like, I think that's something that we found country music, although country music it can be quite isolating if it's about cowboys in Tennessee, <laughs> and the whole of the British public would be like, well, I have never seen a cowboy or driven a truck in Tennessee. So, yeah. But the main thing that country music connects, and the reason why it connects so well worldwide, is that it's about authentic family values, real mm. feelings and real stories, and I think that anyone whatever language, whatever country you can associate with that. So we've really tried to write from that perspective. Yeah, I think also we haven't really tried as well because I yeah. think we can't not. We yeah. have, like Every time we write a song, it's completely from us and it has to be, you know, we have to be inspired by it. And we go into writing sessions sometimes so uninspired, but then that's when, but then we get inspired by the co-writers because they, they come into the session with a completely different yeah. frame of mind. It's also all about how you connect with that we write with them. It's just, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, sometimes I think when you start being really early, let's say primary school, early secondary yeah. school, there's a tendency to have things perhaps coached out of you. If yeah. Oh, completely. Do you feel like that was a, a benefit of starting a little later for you guys? Yeah. I think, I think I especially got that at school constantly because I struggled academically in, in certain things. I was awful at maths <laughs> and science and people drum into you that it's all about your exam results that get you to your the goal, next step. your next step, when it's not actually a lot. I think you know, also it's that you're at such an influential age by that point. If, you are, mm. if you're being told that maths and English and sciences are the way forward and if you're not good at those then you're basically going to struggle. Mm -hmm. I think that that will sit with you forever, and I think it still does with both of us. Oh like, my God, and, I, and it's so important to remind kids, and I think, um, I think the hardest thing for us, especially creative people, is that most creative people are also highly sensitive. <laughs> yes. And so highly sensitive yes. people really struggle when they get told that they're not good at something or that they're no good. Mm -hmm. Because the first thing that we do is turn, tell us it back on us and go, I'm not good enough. And that squashes creativity. You need to have that yeah. belief in your own creative vision in order yeah. to come up with good things. Because school can dampen confidence. Yeah. And I, I will say openly, it did dampen my confidence in lots of ways. But then growing older, you realise, I'm not good at maths and I never will be. And, and that's, that's okay. fine. Yeah. I'm like, but however, I love this, I love that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Catherine is the same, you know, we're all the same. And, you know, we've got we've got friends and family who are great at that and great at that, which I could never do in a million years, and I have so much respect that they can. But that doesn't mean you should. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It is funny how some teachers teach you things that are so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> completely, completely, and they're still learning themselves. That's what people forget. Yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, I, I always bang on about it on the show is that the lack of depth in the academic system for for people who are not suited to that, you know. To, yeah. to that, the rigidity of it, um, that have got wonderful minds, but sadly fall through the cracks because of it. They don't get the nourishment that they need to grow, and I think that that's just a problem in our culture that we're, we're slowly starting to realise, hopefully. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, I we're talking about it now. Not, I actually think, 
Um, we talk a lot about social media, and I actually do think social media benefits that a lot because it's encouraging so much creativity, mm-hmm. whether it's like baking cakes, you know, creative whether it's like creating media. something or being creative with, yeah. you know, music, etc., entertainment. I think it's very, encourages that a lot yeah. with the younger generation. Because I remember we met a family friend of ours, his daughter is about 10, yeah. she's like, She's like, oh, I made a, re- a ten-year-old. She's like, I made. She made the most amazing lemon drizzle cake, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, it made my it, like it made my soul feel like good because I was like, oh my god, oh, yeah. this I was is like, great. someone tell me that. Recipe. I would never have done that as a ten-year-old. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? I, I actually had a ten-year-old on this podcast. It's oh, yeah. My close friend's son. We got into a conversation at his uh, 30th birthday party and the, the lad's telling me in the thickest Swedish Yorkshire accent how he's now set up his own kind of Disney cartoon trade in school and he would sell these at Thursday lunchtime at the, see, at the friendship table. Apparently people came over, he would pay like 20p, 50p for a commission of whatever, Elsa from Frozen. And he had late fees, he would go after the parents in the schoolyard, which is hilarious. Oh my And I just turned to my friend and said, hey, please let me interview Liam. And he went, if he's up for it, whatever, yeah, that's fine. So that's I was amazing. like a creative 10 year old. That's amazing. And he was, he, was, he was a better businessman than I was at 25. Wow. Oh my God. I feel like sometimes that's scarier. The I feel like the so younger good. generation are way more advanced than me. <laughs> but isn't it? It's oh comforting God. to me because I feel like we've done so much. Or our, our parents' generation, or the generation before, have done so many things that have almost <laughs> for the gone environment, so much crap for the world. But then but there's the younger generation that are coming up, the ones after us. So forward so thinking. thinking. It's yeah. so positive. It's so. Positive. It really is. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, the flip side of that, I love the "Light with Me" track and the, and the lyrics for that song. Oh, thank you. Right there with um, with the what's the word? The the, the message, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I. Exactly what you said there about social media, it's got this huge upside. Yeah, but, but it has a huge upside. Well, let's talk about the, the motivation behind that song, was it seeing this, the flip side of that that triggered? I think that we have found this problem ongoing where um, social media has become not just a tool to share, but a tool for us to get self gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that we found is quite a slippery slope is when people start using it for that reason because a lot of the time you can follow people and spend hours scrolling and then just feel really rubbish can also about your life, self- about yourself. It can promote selfishness, it can promote... It's like if you're feeling rubbish and you go online and you see everyone else is posting these amazing sunsets or the lunches that they've had and you're going, oh, what is my life if this is what their life is? And the reality is that it's not what their life is. A lot of the time it's a tiny glimpse of their life and then a lot of the other times it's them trying to mask the fact that they're also feeling the same and they're feeling inadequate and so they're trying to keep up with this unrealistic expectation of life and it's so damaging and we hate it. We've, we yeah. really struggle with it and I think that something think, that we've really tried to channel our creativity yeah. into is that frustration. Yeah. I think there's so much conversation that goes with this because there's yeah. so much to talk about. Like, it also, I feel like I've been feeling more recently like there's almost too much I'm all for self-love, but there's almost too much self-love going on. Um, it's not self-love, it's self-obsession. It's, it's, self, it's yes. becoming yeah. narcissistic, so narcissistic and yeah. self-obsession. It's just like, oh, come on, guys, like, get a little bit more modest. Yeah, there. if you're looking outwards and you're looking towards... You can be very much internal and very much strong in your own self, but if you're looking outwards and how you can influence and help outside of yourself... I feel like it's a much more forward-thinking, positive way of living your life than always looking inwards, because sometimes that can become 
too much. So you lose, yeah. you lose grip of actually who you are if you yeah. if you're doing too much yeah. of that. And I think you know, what we talk about obviously a lot of our album is all about this, and we are just as guilty as everyone else. Yeah. We do it all on our, you know, on. If you go on Ward Thomas Instagram account, people, that's why we're trying to change our relationship with with social, with media. social media because. Uh, that was a kind of New Year's resolution, you know, no score Sunday, no filter Friday, all that kind of stuff. We kind of, um, you look at it and be like, oh my God, their life is so amazing. And we have great, we have a great life and it is, we have some good days, yeah. but it's also just a filter of a day. A lot of people yeah. don't see that, oh, we could have had a fight earlier that day. Yeah. And us, oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's also easy, I think, for people to look on us and yeah. think that we have the most perfect sisterly relationship because yeah. we work together, live together, everything together. And yes, we get on so well and we are so lucky with our friendship, but we're not always swimmingly getting on. And we all, we all have arguments like everyone else, and I think it's really important for people to know that, especially in the world of music because there's so much pressure and you want to be creative, but sometimes you get squashed by the pressure of delivering the expectations that have been put on you. Mm. And the only natural thing to do as two twins that do it together is sometimes to take it out on each other. So yeah. it's very normal, yeah. and I don't want anyone to think that we get on all the time, because sometimes we do argue. And it yeah, just we're, we're normal sisters. Yeah. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you can tell that just by sitting with you now and seeing the dynamic between yeah. you, which is lovely. But also, isn't it that classic thing? I, I don't envy musicians in the respect that I've always had that dream of being on the stage and being a musician, but that's not the way my art has manifested yeah. itself. But I'm also all too aware from having a lot of friends in music that I was on the road, they're having to eat from whatever Tesco, whatever's yeah. around the way after you finish your gig. All yeah. that, that kind of on the road circus almost. I'm glad we're inside. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look at, look at us sitting here now in a bar with a fly yeah. knocking about. Okay. It. This it, is where we I had our showers. It's, it's a pleasure to have this conversation, but as you guys made a great point and did it beautifully in your song, you present the, the, the cream. Yeah. And people have to remain mindful that there's more to life. There's than more, that. Yeah. much more. And there's, I mean, like, yeah. social media is two dimensional, and everyone on social media is two dimensional but humans are three-dimensional and you'll never be able to put a three-dimensional person on Instagram. No. You just yeah. won't. Yeah. So I think if we know that and we talk about that, then we're And safe. I think there's so much positive stuff that's going online though as well. Like, I love following people that make me laugh, a lot of humour, you know, a lot of feel-good things and also we're a lot, I think, a lot more aware of things and we're more connected with people in a good way but also in a bad way. So it's like, you know, it's a minus and a plus, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and you're on the front line of creativity, so invariably you're going to get good and bad responses to everything yeah. that you do. That, yeah. uh, in more than most people also. So. And there'll be people yeah. that hate it, and mm -hmm. that comes with it. And I think that if you love what you do and you stick to it, then it's okay that people hate it, because yeah. it doesn't That's matter. Exactly it. It's, a, it's an expression of self, then there's always going to be someone who you feel is better at whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm sure any art artistic person can attest to that. Yeah. We all get imposter syndrome at times. But oh if, my but gosh, if it's yes. yours, then wherever you are is fine. Yeah, and it's we an get imposter syndrome all, all the, time. the time. It's like with the writing, <laughs> we're like, did we write? You know, are we going to be found out? <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes we stand <laughs> on stage and I'm like, we're so going to be discovered one day. I know, we stand <laughs> People have bought tickets for this We're not thing. natural performers. Perform like, we, we, we're more naturally songwriters. Yeah. And you know, we're deep thinkers and we write, we love writing and I love performing, especially nowadays yeah. with such a... Um, Amazing production. Yeah, this. with all the boys and everything and it's so fun to do it together. But like sometimes I stand on stage and I don't actually see, I see myself from a bird's eye point of view. Yeah. And I think that it's not me. Yeah. It's like, 
it's it's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. But that's just like enough of an experience in itself, if that makes sense. It's like to be able to look at yourself like that, Lizzie. I know. It's quite cool because it's quite hard to ex- explain to someone that's never stood on stage what it's like to stand on stage. Someone said to me, like, do you, how often do you put yourself out of your comfort zone? And I was like, probably every single night <laughs> yeah. we go on stage because although we're very practiced at it now and we love it and the songs it's so fun to see people singing the back it's still standing on stage and I think we both are maybe me more than you and intro- introverted so you're standing on stage and you're exposing yourself to people and that's still I'm like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone even though it's a great more, experience more for you as well more for me yeah. like yeah because dancing is like we, we do a little back and now so and funny. it's like that's the furthest you'll ever see like, on <laughs> stage I always like I start having a jig and being in time with the band, I'm like, oh, this is good, and then I lose it, and I'm like, I forget, I can't find the jig anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah it's fine when we're singing, because we know it. that, we're it's confident so in that, it's everything else, but it's so important for us to do it and push yeah. it, because we really wanted this show to be different, yeah. and to be a step up, so we pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone yeah. to this show, definitely. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of imposter syndrome, the... the did you, I mean, given the misconceptions and the preconceptions of UK country music, obviously you guys have done a wonderful job of fighting for that. Yeah. Um, did you, how did that feel right at the beginning? Like, what was the response and did you, did you ever doubt it? I think, yes, yes we did. We kind of took our first, we brought our first album out into the world as a, kind of an experiment. Yeah. And we, you know, we were always taught to have low expectations but high hopes, but kind of mm. like, and just try our hardest, work our hardest, try our hardest, see what happens. And um, we were very pleasantly surprised by how from yeah. where we stand did. And I and think also when you put anything out to the world that's a big deal, doubt is good, like comes with it. You're yeah. going to doubt anything, yeah. even though if it's the right thing. And when we like young, you put it out and you kind of think, yeah, it's fine. And then a couple of years later, you'll listen back. And I think a good test for us is that you naturally sort of become sick of the songs that you sing every single night. You're like, oh God, does people really want to hear this song again? (laughs) We've played it a hundred times. But then you fall back in love with them and we've got a medley in this set. Mm. That is... um, We started with Good and Right, then Town Con Ugly and Push with the Strung. It's all like... All the songs that we wrote when we were And it's such a rock section. And we've got more love for those songs again. And it's just, I remember years ago we were like, oh, can't... Fucking sorry. Are we allowed to swear? I can't fucking sing. I use rubbish. Look at myself. You are allowed to swear. I can't fucking sing. Pushes tried ever again. Like I got to that stage at one point because we sang it, you know, all the time. Mm. And then, but it's just so. It's such a great section now. It's just like, oh, it's so fun. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you can't, like, say, one thing, repetition. But if you can learn to have fun with that and then take different ways, and that's beautiful too. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, it's, it's an, there's a lot of work to be done in terms of diversity, but it's also a really exciting time in terms of it, it, Friday is International Women's Day. Yes. yes. It must does it, it must feel good to be in a position like that where you, where you know you can influence people with your with your art. I mean, where the stones throw from Abel in Pankhurst statue here in Manchester. Yeah. yeah. In April, I'm going to WrestleMania with my brother at big wrestling gigs, and it's ah. we're really hoping, and it looks like it's going to be the work the first ever WrestleMania event for, for the women, which is incredible. Wow. It's just oh, wow. it's, and I have a lot of friends who are doing a lot of great work here, yeah, designers um, to that end. It's, uh, is that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such an amazing time to be women in the industry as well because. 
for so long, and we probably just escaped it, but for so long women were not, never taken seriously, and still aren't in a lot of type places. I think it's really great being a woman in this day and age yeah. as well. It's really cool to see the whole Me Too movement. You know, we love Emma Watson, the he, he for she. People just standing up for what they believe in, and I think it's just been such a squashed... It's, it's been quite backwards in a lot of ways, yeah. every industry. And if anyone's going to sort of light the torch and move forward, it's the creative industry because they've always been a bit more yeah, forward-thinking. I, I, do, I do kind of also feel that a lot of people get the wrong idea of what feminism means yeah. as well. It's just basically... A lot of it can go too far. A lot of it is a bit, you know... But then I do feel um, it's just equal. Equal, yeah. you know? and I think, yeah. and that's why I love Emma Watson because she doesn't just talk about women; she talks about men and women. Yeah. She talks about everyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's, it's yeah, great. I think it's just important to know that because I think, like you said, when you said sometimes it can go too far. It's not that it's going too far on one side. It's more just as long as we know that we're not talking about one being the enemy and one being the way forward. It's just oh, I know. Being it's not a witch hunt. Inclusive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just. Yeah, it's just great, really great to see. And like I mentioned before, the episode after this one is with a local designer called Jane Boyer, and she did this beautiful project called Women in Print, which was celebrating. It was kind of non-women in, in the arts, and so they invited all these artists and designers to, to respond to the brief and produce their own print or artwork, or, or someone that inspired them. And it was funny because we got talking, and she, she said the Spice Girls were like a big influence early on. And I just love that. I'm just talking about Manchester in particular, you know, you've got your, the family, you've got your Beckham, your Brown, uh, the Gallagher's, all that stuff, but yeah. she'd never, there wasn't a statue until recently with the only one about believe yeah. of a woman, which is kind of crazy, really. Wow. It's crazy. I think it's just, it's down to like, there were plenty of very influential women through history, they just never got the recognition that oh they God, deserved to yeah. And, now, and nowadays you see films being made of this woman who did this that nobody knew that story of. Yeah, it's like, I never knew that. And it's just that. like, it's amazing, and, you know, and all these amazing actresses are you know, acting all these. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool, it's cool. It's all coming out in the open these days. Do you get feedback um, from your lyrics in terms of, and, and young people, I'll say that, because when I was researching this and writing these questions, I thought back to my own kind of those early albums that you discover that really, the first ones that really resonate with you. Yeah. And until the point, all I had was Michael Jackson bad, Right Side Fred up, and Shaggy, Boombastic, singing yeah, 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 yeah. As great as all those things were, none of them really kind of penetrated my you know, Yorkshire world as a, as a kid before the internet. Yeah. The first one to do that was Blur, Modern Life is Rubbish. And all of a sudden there's this band referencing things in my street, on my, in that my you town. Like, suddenly have you, have you had yeah. any similar experiences with young people in terms of connecting your, with your songs in that way? Yeah, I think we've had some really great responses and I think that's what, what we find always most, we're always most surprised and excited, like, excited by this is that they're listening to all the lyrics really lyrical songs yeah. on the album like not just the singles the real lyrical kind of mm. like you know like little girl sorrow and this two will pass we really like we put so much thought into the lyrics on those specific carry, songs carry home was probably carry home because carry home is very much a song that we wrote um about a whole load of things like we never consciously decided to write that about sisters being there for each other but the amount of people that have come up to us and said, that song's mine and my sister's song, that song's for me, my sister and my mate, we sing it together, like, and people, it got me through this and this, and that's when you're like, that's... Yeah, people cool. have come that's up with some, like, oh, really, like, heartbreaking stories, being like, your song, Carry You Home, really helped me through this. Helped me through this. Yeah. Like, it, and then, yeah, and we had this, 
really sweet old man who came up to us the other day in, in Guildford and he said that um, the album. Restless Minds, the album Restless Minds has helped him move on from his wife who died two years ago. Or not More move than, on from it. No, not move on, just like it, it was, you know, yeah, no, helped, him, well, get well, helped him get yeah. through it more than the, he said, more than the NHS. Which <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like music. Music's as, the music, future. Music. As crass as that might sound, I get it. It's, it yeah, yeah, it's that whole thing of spiritual over the physical, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah, and, and emotional. But music's always yeah. so personal, isn't it? And if you listen to things and they help, you don't need to talk about why that song connected. He didn't need to say no. that song connected because of this and this and this. He just needed to say this album really helped me. And you, that's what you need to know and you get it. You get yeah. that that's yeah. like such an, a personal thing. Oh, so yeah, I know. It's it's, it is like, because it, me and Catherine, when we write the songs and when we record the songs and when we do all the promo and all the different stages of the album campaign, you don't, it doesn't really kind of Come you. home to you until you see the people. You, until you come on stage live and see people well, seeing yeah, them and, and seeing how it's like having conversations like and seeing how it's re- relating to people yeah. around the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it really is. I always find it shock. I get the complete um, thingy syndrome. What's imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. When that happens, I'm like, oh, but are you relating to a song? I didn't. Did I write that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do they think that? Do, yeah. Do they think? Oh, I mean, like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And just and visually, as a designer myself and involved with art direction, I'm curious in terms of that side of things from an album cover to the way you present yourselves. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a good involvement in that? Is that something that's important? Yes, yeah, it's very, very much so. Very much so. I think it's very important to us that, because, you know, what the brand, what our brand looks like, what everything looks like, has to go with the music we've created, has to kind of. We were very much like, we had a very strong image and vision for this album specifically. Cartwheels was an album that we kind of didn't really know how it was all going to work, but we had a very strong idea of how we wanted it to be. Whereas when we started creating Restless Minds, we were like, we want it to be clean, we want it to look like this, we love mirrors, because mirrors, the whole album's about self-worth and self-discovery and understanding about Restless Mind. So it's like, mirrors seems perfect, and we have mirrors on stage tonight, like it was... The yeah. whole creative part of it just felt. We just like it thought all tied the whole really mirror thing, the whole reflection thing, was very natural. Reflections. We really, really wanted to play with reflections yeah. because that just fits with mm. your mind, and it, the whole album is talking about restless minds. Yeah. restless minds. But the whole album is is us asking questions and being reflective, reflective <laughs> and and on outer things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so we do. We take a, a lot of thought into that. Yeah. Outfits and everything. Yeah, everything. and it, it's, it's so important. I get so wound up with friends' bands, independent bands who have this amazing sound and these personalities, and, and just fail to take any care of that side of things. It's and so important. have to be really mindful of it in today's industry. Yeah, yeah. well, with like brand, also, you're representing everything, aren't yeah. you? You're not just representing your music. Well, with Lie Like Me, our whole styling, we kind of went with the colours of Instagram, with social media. So like yeah. the blues wow, and okay. the reds and the white and the kind of slightly social media esque kind of hints. We do. We like to kind of because Catherine actually is very naturally. But like it's very that much as well. She's very thing artistic, like, like design. You're very yeah. Artistic. But like we said about um, social media being very two dimensional, a mirror reflection is still very two dimensional. Yeah. And what you see in it is not what yeah. you get. And I think that that's what we really wanted to re- reflect in the first image is that uh, Lizzie's actually looking down into the mirror, and I'm looking straight at the camera, and it's like what we're looking down at is like a teeny fraction. It's the surface of what we are. 
and hopefully that kind of comes across in the whole Guess, album. Yeah. Yeah. And what's next? Anything exciting coming up? So we're going to finish this tour. <laughs> um, it's been, we're actually we're going to Australia and we're supporting wow. David Gray. Oh, brilliant! Which is so much fun. Which is yeah, only in like three weeks I know, time. It's so soon. No, 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 <laughs> not three weeks time. I keep forgetting what month we're in. It's in it's in the middle of April. Yeah. So we've got a couple of weeks and then there for two weeks and then we go on tour with Jack Savaretti in May for two weeks throughout all around Europe, yeah. throughout Europe um, we, we're playing the Isle of Wight festival it's going to be yeah we're doing a we're bunch doing, we're doing quite a lot yeah this yeah. year is going so quickly already because it's all just coming up yeah well exciting times ahead um, and so the last question I ask everyone is a bit of an on the spot question from a shark in the tank okay. I call it that because of Damien Hurst artwork which I adore but right. it's a very love hit Piece. Oh, okay. So I basically ask for more than hate is strong, a positive and a negative about your creativity. Yeah. So, yeah. Whenever it comes to like um, our sort of schedule, I'll be daunted by it and go, oh my goodness, we have to go here and here and here and here. And Lizzie's like, like she'll write it all out and have it all planned. Have and like written back. Because that helps me. You're very brain. much more like an immediate and I'm very much more bigger picture. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You so, like look at everything and you sort of... I, have, I have a journal. I, have, yeah. I also have a... Um, I have to write the dates in my diary, I have to have it in front of me because, yeah. rather than on my phone, because yeah. it's just, yeah. And I think like in the songwriting sessions, well, if I'm like, I get more obsessive, negative about a lyric or, or yeah. something, I'm like, no, that's just not right, that's not right. And then Catherine's like, no, it's fine. That's, and also Catherine's really good at taking tea breaks and stuff like, we need a break, we need a break. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, but I've got to get it, I've got to get yeah. it. Yeah, so that's yeah, I think that's probably. Is that a good is. example? Brilliant. That's You've done a few. Yeah. They're the ones well, in hearts. Yeah, that's fine. So I hope the rest of the time as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. Thank you for your time. Nice. Really enjoyed it. We talked a lot. Thank you so much to Ward Thomas, to Catherine and Lizzie for taking the time to sit down. Thank you to Sophia, who also made it happen. Who got me in the building? Who got the the rehearsal music turned down? Um, she made it possible to get a show going on so apologies for the slight echo on that like I say you have to work with what you've got backstage at these kind of events but I think it's decent enough and I think they gave a great account of themselves what wonderful fascinating creatively inspiring people um, and I hope you've enjoyed this show for International Women's Day thank you again to the sponsors illustrationweb.com heartinternet.co.uk foilco.co.uk and the Association of Illustrators over at the AOI.com. thanks to all who support the show thanks for listening please do keep spreading the word that's a big pleasure of mine when I get help from people on social media uh, saying whether they like the show whether they don't like the show what needs improving all that good stuff is welcome so thank you and keep it coming please um, what else what else what else Northern Illustration Prize, make sure you enter it. Uh, we've got Jane Boyer coming up on Monday, right off, I mean, hot on the heels of this one, a few days after it. They're coming thick and fast at the minute because, well, there's opportunities and I think you want to hear from these people. So, yeah, check that one out too. Jane was uh, a guest on episode 35, way back when, and we're going to touch in to see how she's doing now with freelancing, how women in print has gone. Um, again, we're going to talk about being a powerful woman in this industry. So, you know, it's all going on. It's exciting times. So cheers. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a good week. Nice one. See you later.